Welcome to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast. Along with Mad Ants Media Relations Manager Dan Vance, I'm Jim Shelvin, and along with producer extraordinaire, Mr. Cam Smolinski, we bring you Inside the Colony. And we got a great lineup for you today. We're going to be uh, talking with Nate Hinton, uh, who is averaging a double-double thus far with the Mad Ants this season. 18.6 points per game and 10.4 rebounds. And uh, Dan, I'll tell you what, the All-Star break couldn't have come at a better time for this Mad Ants team as... uh, we're just a bit banged up. Yeah, a little banged up, a little shorthanded in games. Uh, been making the best of it. You know, go down to College Park, get two wins uh, shorthanded against former coach Steve Ganzi. So uh, we, we've played well through being banged up. But like you said, yeah, it's uh, uh, having to play shorthanded has been one of those things we've just had to fight through this entire regular season, basically. You know, when you hear that cliche, next man up, and that is exactly what's happening. And, you know, a, a stat that sticks out to me, something uh, throughout this season has been we've had four different 40-point scores in games this year. Four different players uh, from different parts of the court have, have all contributed 40 points or more. That doesn't happen every season. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it definitely speaks to the diversity of the lineup and, and what we have uh, to have. You know, you bring it up. Russ Smith was the first guy. He did that to start the regular season with 43. We got 45 out of Gabe York down in Indy. Uh, and then recently, Andrew Rousey with 41 in College Park and Justin Anderson with 40 at Motor City. So uh, it's rare to see that happen. And we haven't had that many 40-point games in Matt Ant's history. Uh, in fact, just eight games that have been 41 or more points. So I think we have a handful of 40-point games, but it's very rare to get to the 40-point game in 15 years uh, in the organization's history. So to have four and four different guys definitely speaks to the diversity of our lineup. And like you said, the next guy up, you know, Rousey does it in College Park. Uh, injury to Walt Lemon Jr. keeps him out of the game, so Rousey gets into the starting lineup and, and really showcases what people who know stuff about Andrew Rousey already know and that he can, he can just flat-out score a basketball. That's right, and he can get into the other team's skin too oh, yeah. while doing which, it. Which helps, which helps definitely. The mental edge of the game is, is an area that Andrew Rousey succeeds in. Well, Dan, you mentioned Indianapolis and Walt Lemon Jr. Uh, back-to-back games in Indianapolis where we had triple doubles. Once again, something that doesn't happen every day in the G League. No, rarely happens in the G League, and, and it hasn't happened in our organization a lot. We have 10 triple doubles in the history of the organization now. Uh, two of them coming in back-to-back games in Indianapolis. You know, Walt had his triple-double uh, we spoke about on our last podcast. And, and then Jordan Bell comes around and gets a triple-double in just his fifth game with the team. So, uh, you know, and he's been flirting with it since then. Justin Anderson's been flirting with triple-doubles. So dynamic, for, for sure, are the guys in our lineup and what they can do. Uh, you know, if we can keep healthy, make a, a run down the stretch of the season, it's going to be a really interesting into February uh, and then, of course, a big march where we're primarily in Fort Wayne. So that always helps when you're making a playoff push down the stretch, getting to play those home games in front of a, a raucous crowd. You know, I want to ask you about the playoff push and, and the different uh, uh, opportunities and, and what have you as we head down the stretch. But I've got a question for you before that. And we've named a lot of names on this podcast of players thus far this season, uh, guys that have stood out in, in individual performances, et cetera. But in your mind, who would be a couple of the unsung heroes 
of this Mad Ants team this season who have just come in and done the work that they've had to do, played certain roles that they've had to play, and, and who would some of those – and not always filling a stat sheet, mm-hmm. yeah. but filling a role. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the, the person that stands out immediately is Will Voorhees. You know, Will comes in as our third-round draft pick, uh, earned a roster spot in training camp, uh, and then, you know, played limited time for the majority of the Showcase Cup season – uh, and then as injuries and call-ups and stuff happened into this regular season that started in January, Will has had to play a variety of roles. And he's had those big games. You know, he had a 20-point game. He's had 15-point games. Uh, but Will's definitely a guy who comes in and has just been kind of the blue-collar guy, work hard. Uh, and so you could throw him into that position. And because of how weird <laughs> the G League is this year with the call-ups, and of course we've had the injuries, Will has had to provide not just one role. He's had to be four or five different guys depending on the day. You know, sometimes he's in the starting lineup. Sometimes he's a primary scorer. Sometimes he's coming off the bench. Sometimes we just need him to rebound. Uh, And Will's played that role. So I think he stands out as the most unsung hero. Um, And behind that, you know, it's secondary. It's a strange guy to say because he has stepped up and led us several times is Nate Hinton, who we're getting ready to talk to because – Nate is not the guy that most teams are keen on most nights. You know, when you have a Justin Anderson that has played in the NBA and you have Terry Taylor earlier in the year who was a beast and you have Gabe York who is just a lights-out shooter, Nate doesn't always get the attention. But Nate has, again, came in. He did the little work he had to do early on, uh, became a rebounder. And then we get in the regular season. He comes off that 10-day contract with the Pacers. He's ramped up his scoring. He's ramped up his aggression. His defense has turned us to another level, especially when we get into a full-court pressing situation. Uh, Nate has really been a guy to do a lot of those little intangible things. So it, it's weird to call him an unsung hero because of what he's done, but but really in the grand scheme, I think that Nate doesn't maybe get enough appreciation for for the things that he does because he's always moving and he's always causing something to happen in the game. Well, yeah, I, I agree 100% because he's not going to grab every headline but he's going to be there. And like we said at the top of the uh, podcast, hey, averaging a double-double right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just close to 20 points a game and over 10 rebounds. And one of the leaders in the league in, his, uh, in steals right now at like two and a half a game. So, And he's been consistently there getting his three to five steals most games. So, uh, yeah, Nate has done tremendous to help us out in a variety of different areas. Now, before we sit down with Nate Hinton, uh, I want to ask you about the playoff format, the playoff push, if it, uh, if you will, that you know we are still within uh, a shouting distance of getting uh, one of those coveted playoff spots. Yeah, really, when you look at it, there's only a couple teams in the Eastern Conference that have kind of separated themselves a little bit, uh, Motor City and Delaware at the top. So the top six teams in each conference, there's no divisions this year. You have the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So top six teams in each conference are going to get a playoff spot. So really when you look at uh, third down to 12th in the Eastern Conference, uh, it, it's very tight. It's very condensed all within you know three, four games of each other. So down the stretch, and, and, and like we talked about with other things that have happened this year, we don't know. We don't know who we're going to have on any given night. So no other team knows what they're going to have on any given night based on guys getting call-ups or injuries. So – uh, you just got to go out there and put your best effort forward. Uh, sometimes, you know, our guys are, you know, coaching staff and Tom Hankins and Chris Taylor, our general manager. Sometimes they don't know until they're in the arena who on the other team is going to play or not play. Uh, so it, it definitely makes it challenging for them. 
but things were wide open. And so, like we mentioned previously, big march ahead. Love to be in front of the home crowd to make a playoff push. Uh, definitely right there in our grasp for sure. And I think we've shown with our ability to put up points uh, and big numbers and hit three-pointers and big numbers, if we can make the playoffs, we can definitely make some things happen. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, the month of March. Uh, after we talk to Nate, we're going to come back and we're going to kind of recap uh, the month of March at Memorial Coliseum and the eight home games that uh, we'll have the opportunity to have the Fort Wayne fans get a look at this Fort Wayne Mad Ants team. It should be exciting, and there's a lot going on between the whistles as well. So uh, we'll get you up to speed about that as well. But uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to step out, and when we return, we're going to be sitting down with Nate Hinton from the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast. Manager of the Boy Mad Ants, Dan Vance. I'm Jim Shovlin, and we are inside the colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast. And we are sitting down with number 14, Nate Hinton of the Mad Ants. Nate, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Now, you grew up the son of a Baptist minister in, uh, actually, a Baptist pastor in North Carolina. Yeah. What perks or challenges did this pose? Um, I think. The, the blessing in it was I've always kind of lived in a glass house where, as everybody knows, um, knows who I am mm-hmm. and what I am and, like, having to help hold a high character, high, you know, just not being, can't do everything that everybody else does. So everybody kind of sees, knows anything that I do is going to be a reflection of just not only myself but my family. So those kind of things, I guess, being used to that now that, you know, I'm kind of in a professional state where everybody kind of wants to know it's just helped me keep me in that high character mode so that was a good thing but come the challenges was not being able to do everything uh and not being able to you know I guess we I had my fun but not necessarily understood that you know you just got to do certain things you can't do certain things that's right and how motivating was it when your father a, a Baptist pastor would give you some kind of a, a you know motivational speech i mean that had to be from yeah, the mountaintops yeah yeah a lot of times um like a lot of times in my in my career and as my development as like just a basketball player and as a person i've sometimes i feel like he's speaking directly to me or i will have a conversation and i'm telling him i'm struggling with something and then all of a sudden like he'll get up there like the next sunday and he'll preach about it i watch a video he'll preach about it and he'll be like oh man he's speaking directly to me but it's just it's, it's really good because he just you know he comes from he understands why i'm going through and I'm not the only one going through those things, but it's definitely helpful. Now, Nate, you signed an Exhibit 10 uh, agreement with the Pacers in September 21. Tell the listeners what an Exhibit 10 is. So Exhibit 10 is uh, they bring in a certain number of guys. You have the roster guys, you have your two-way guys, and you have Exhibit 10. Exhibit 10 is you come into training camp, and you're a part of the roster leading up into training camp. And then after training camp, um, you just go with you're kind of with the G League team. So you're basically kind of – a little lesser on the, the two-way side, but you're kind of getting experience of both sides of it. Now, your first NBA game was with the Dallas Mavericks. What do you remember about that game and, and leading up to that? My first NBA game was 
Preseason or just in general? Preseason moment. Your NBA moment. My first NBA moment was last year. We played Milwaukee for preseason game. I'm just coming off steams. I'm just like, man, like I'm here. Everything I like pray for. I was still feeding off the energy off of the draft because I'm like, I'm thinking I was going to get drafted. Then I didn't get drafted. Then I'm I'm turned off that. I'm like motivated about that. And I go into training camp and I'm motivated. I'm getting around seeing guys that's been in the league and seeing guys on TV and just seeing the atmosphere and the culture of the NBA. And it's just like, man, it's just second to none. So then I go out there and, you know, we have a whole quarter. And I had eight points, eight rebounds, and four assists in 15 minutes. So I was just like, that was my first time, like, you know, being in an NBA moment. I'm like, man, I can do this. Like, I can really, you know, go out there and play and, and feel confident about it. So that and so I just felt good. And having that hidden name on the jersey, on the back of the jersey, was second to none. Now, you had your best statistical game uh, this season in Grand Rapids recently. Had a double-double, which isn't uncommon for you anyway, but 31 points, 11 boards. Uh, talk about that game. I mean, was was it just coming to you? Uh, I've been working hard, uh, but, you know, the one of those moments is where you got a next man up. Somebody has to step up. Uh, Justin had got um, kicked out. and Well, he didn't get kicked out, but he – he got kicked out, but <laughs> he got kicked out. Due to due to circumstances, <laughs> he was yeah, able to come control. back into the game. Yeah, so we were down, guys, and and TT was uh was went to uh, back up with the Pacers. So it's like we're we're down, guys, and you know I'm a fighter, I'm a I'm a warrior, so I'm not about to just sit here and say okay, we just go lay down. So just let's go out there and play and just do what we can do, and then just in the comeback, you know, come down down to twenty, then leading at one point. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not known as a scorer, but I can. I've been working on my game in order to be able to be able to put the ball in the basket. So that was one of those games where the work showed off, and, and any given night, I'm, that's what I'm capable of doing. Talk a little bit about uh, as we turn to the regular season here. After you got that 10 day with the Pacers, you have seemed to turn it up to a different level. You've been kind of a different player, I think, in the eyes of a lot of people. Do you feel different after getting that that taste of the league again? Uh, yeah, I do. I think that was real motivating because. Um, the whole beginning of the season, I was kind of throughout the whole. I was up and down, up and down. I had good games, didn't have not a good game, and I was just trying to trying to find some consistency. And so I think that um, the thing about my consistency is just the work, just being able to come to the gym, being the hardest working player, and getting back to that. Versus okay, worried about let me go try to go get ten day, let me go to try to put up statisticals, let me go just go out there and just be myself. And me being myself has turned into what you see it now and, and just getting better. And so, you know, leading up to the showcase, playing in the showcase, playing, having those two good games out there. And then I'm like, okay, well, the work is putting in, the work is showing for itself. Let me not worry about trying to get a 10 day. Cause you know, obviously then I got the 10 day Then I'm like, Oh shoot. Okay. Let me just, whatever I'm doing right now, let me not switch up the formula. Just keep doing the same thing and, and just doing that. And, and that's just been helping me. So uh, yeah. And having that taste of obviously, um, Get, getting back to that. It's like, okay, I see what it is. I see the difference. Now let me just be consistent. And it's been working ever since, so just trying to stay consistent. And and so you've done a lot of things. You've scored. You've been one of the best rebounders. But the thing that has stood out the most is your defense. How important is it, as right now you're one of the top guys in the league in steals, how important is it for you to be that energy guy and be able to create on the defensive end? I think that comes with just – Knowing your role, like knowing your role, and and being comfortable doing your role, and understanding that you may not have to be the the top scorer. We have scores on this team: Russ, uh, Gabe, your Justin Anderson. Like the goals guys, when I was in middle school, they were in high school and college, so they're like, I'm looking at those guys like, yo, like this is a, a a different moment. Like I'm like, oh, so I used to watch YouTube highlights <laughs> of you guys. So seeing them and understand, okay, this is what they're gonna do. They're a little older. They're they're gonna do that. They're gonna score. They're known for that. 
I'm still trying to develop and work on my game and still become my player. But the thing that got me here was rebound, defending, and toughness. So being that, and it's, everything else is, is just gravy. So just kind of turn up defense and, and being that energy guy. Because if I bring energy, everybody else is going to have energy and do the dirty work and, and they'll just, you know, continue to uh, play winning basketball. Let me ask you, Nate, a, a kind of a personal question of mine. And this has been bugging me for a little bit. I do the PA for the home games both, uh, you know, at Gamebridge and at, at the Coliseum. When you and Terry Taylor are on the floor, you both wear headbands, yeah. and you're both under the bucket and putbacks and things. Have I ever given you a bucket that was Terry's or vice versa? Um, Sometimes, yeah. When I look at the box score and it's anything, anytime I have under 10, 10 rebounds, I'm, I'm questioning because I'm like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I see Terry has 12, 13. I'm like, ah, we went, I think we went about the same amount of time. I mean, so we're kind of both 6'5", so sometimes it might be that. But I'm going to start putting my hand up whenever I score. Well, that's That'll that's what Walton did yeah. do yeah. for me now for assists. So, yeah. you know, and, and I, I respond. So yeah. uh, that would uh, – that would be helpful that way. Yeah, because like I said, it's it, you look so much alike, and you both have kind of the same style yeah, under the bucket, too, yeah, so yeah, especially yeah. putbacks. But uh, uh, we do a segment called The Hot Seat, five rapid-fire questions, uh, and, and you answer to the best of your ability in, in rapid-fire order. You good to go with I'm this? I'm good. I'm great. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Your favorite basketball player growing up? Kobe Bryant. All right. Your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby... I like to think. Thinking, yeah. thinking is a hobby. People don't sit. Sometimes they don't sit and just think. Like question everything. All right, I like that. Question number four: the most influential person in your life outside of sports, not related to you. Not related to me outside. Um, I would say. My coach from Houston, Coach Kellen, the assistant coach. We have talks like since the first time, like when he was recruiting me, it just clicked off, and to this day, I still have conversations. Like he knows where I'm coming from in every situation, so I just go to him when I need something. So he's the most influential. Yeah. All right, great answer. And then question number five: What's your go-to pregame meal? Go-to pregame meal: chicken and shrimp pasta with broccoli and mashed potatoes. Nate Hinton, you are off the hot seat. Off the hot seat. Nate, thanks so much. We appreciate your time. And uh, uh, let's uh, grab your social media handles while we're, uh, social while media we're there. Handle, yeah, yeah. Social media handles, that up underscore coming 14. That up, T-H-A-T-U-P underscore C-O-M-I-N-G-1-4. Because I'm the one for you. All right. That, there we go. That, follow me. Yeah. Follow me. I'll respond back. <laughs> All right. That was Nate Hinton, everybody. Uh, we'll uh, be right back with more. You're listening to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast. Let's go, Mad Ants. Welcome back to Inside the Colony, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants podcast. Thanks so much to Nate Hinton of the Mad Ants for sitting down with us and uh, also taking his turn on the hot seat. Uh, we always appreciate that as well. Uh, along with media relations manager of the Mad Ants, Dan Vance, I'm Jim Shovlin. 
And we have, in the month of March, eight, count them, eight home games at Memorial Coliseum. And, Dan, this is going to be an exciting time because as we talked in the first segment about the race for the playoffs, these games are going to be extra, extra important in this playoff push. And uh, we've got a lot going on at the Coliseum for the fans that show up. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting to get back, you know, starting March 4th um, and, and what should be a, a really fun night in our faith and family night. Uh, but on top of that, we're looking at uh, playing a, a Lakeland Magic team that are the defending league champions. They won the bubble season. So anytime you play the defending champions, you know, there's a little extra emphasis there. Um, so that'll be a, a good tip off to the entire month. But like you said, you know, go, go March 6th, March 8th, March 12th. 20th, 21st, 24th, 25th, uh, you know, <laughs> there, there's no shortage of chances to see the Mad Ants uh, in Fort Wayne at the Coliseum, and that playoff push really adds an extra emphasis to it. I think that it's going to be uh, games that are going to be memorable, and, you know, we're going to have a great crowd, and on top of that, you're going to see guys who are really putting in uh, a hard effort because these guys want to make the playoffs. They know that they're right there. And so I think it's going to make March that much more interesting. Well, and if you're a basketball fan, and you likely are because you're listening to this podcast, you know, but bring your family out, bring your friends out, because uh, in addition to these these big games that we're playing, uh, you mentioned Faith and Family Night on March 4th, and it's uh, uh, all proceeds going to Destiny Rescue, and it's a Pizza Hut Family Night. March 6th is rescheduled from January 1st when we had to postpone a couple of games, and that's 80s night. So, Dan, I you're you're dressed like uh, 80s night already. That's great. I am. This is, yeah. this is an 80s night. That's sweet. It's not how I dressed in the 80s, Jim. Well, you were acid washed in the 80s, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, March 8th is going to be uh, uh, bring your uh, high school or collegiate ID, get a BOGO ticket on March 8th against the Windy City Bulls. March 12th, Hoops and Heroes Night. We are going to be honoring. Uh, First responders, public safety, uh, frontliners, frontliners from the medical profession as well. So um, we're going to be uh, doing that on Hoops and Heroes Night. It's also a whiteout night. We had a gold out night to start the season with gold t-shirts on every sellable seat. We're going to have white t-shirts with that 15th anniversary logo that is such a beautiful logo. And I, I know the guy that designed that too. His name's Dan Vance, by the way. So uh, for all your logos needs but uh we're also going to be having a post game fire versus police basketball game and this has uh, turned into a grudge match over the years that's going to be a lot of fun march 20th our next game that uh, tip is going to be at 3 p.m on nba tv it's also our mad ant steam fest day and youth basketball night yeah it's going to be a a really exciting chance to showcase on nba tv uh, you know, have a, a great crowd out and youth basketball night and steam fest are always just such great events uh, where you get a lot of uh, young kids in the gym, a lot of, uh, you know, interaction. So that's going to be a really fun afternoon uh, that Sunday. 
And the game that was postponed from January 2nd uh, is going to be played uh, March 21st, and we're going to have the Long Island Nets come to the Coliseum uh, to provide the opposition that night. March 24th, that's a Thursday. It's going to be an 11 a.m. tip because it's Education Day at the Coliseum with the Mad Ants, so school kids abound on this day. It should be a lot of fun there. And then we'll cap things off for the regular season, March 25th with Fan Appreciation Night. It's also another Pizza Hut family night. There's also going to be a silent auction of items that will benefit the Renaissance YMCA. So uh, all kinds of great causes, great basketball, great family entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. Great giveaways throughout the month. Uh, You know, various nights you talk about fan appreciation night, the Steph Hicks bobblehead. Uh, Bobbleheads are always pretty coveted, so it'll be cool to have the Steph Hicks bobblehead out that night. And great giveaways throughout the month. And a variety of different jerseys. It's, you know, where we get to wear some of these really cool themed jerseys. So we'll wear the uh, the 15 years gold anniversary jersey a couple times. We have a dinosaur themed jersey, our 80s night jersey, our Hoops and Heroes jersey. So a lot of really cool jerseys that uh, you can then go to ftwaynemadants.com or our social media and bid on and try to get one of those game-worn jerseys. That is incredible. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Inside the Colony. For Media Relations Manager Dan Vance, Producer Cam Smolinski, I'm Jim Shovlin. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>